Welcome, everybody, to Sippin' and Shippin'. I'm your host, Brian Weinstein. We'll be kicking it here every third Thursday, quenching your thirst for an insider's take at trending ways to enhance your customer's experience. So grab your drink of choice and kick back. It's Sippin' and Shippin' time. All right. Welcome, everybody, to our first ever episode of Sippin' and Shippin'. Uh, I'm your host, Brian Weinstein, and I'm really excited to be here today. Uh, this has been a passion project for us for, for a while. Um, and, you know, we're excited to be able to offer this out to uh, a, a lot of people in the industry. Um, just to give you a little bit of background on myself, uh, I've been in the 3PL industry my entire career. I will tell you, this is not a podcast about fulfillment. Uh, as a 3PL, we are exposed to so many different aspects of what works and what doesn't. So that's really the stories that we want to share with you about entrepreneurs and brands and their successes. Uh, and I'm here today with my sometimes sidekick, my always <laughs> partner in crime, Caitlin Postal. Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm doing well today. I am doing well. I'm excited that we finally have gotten to this point, right? I mean, we've been kind of working on this for quite a while to get here. We sure have. Uh, excited to be here and get underway. Yeah, so so Caitlin and I have been talking about different things that we can do, and we just really want to outline in today's episode, you know, what what the reason is for the for putting this podcast together. And, and you know, I touched on it before. You know, we work with all these entrepreneurs and brands that are that are rising, especially in this e-com space. Um, and and so as as a three PL, we 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 are a barometer, right? We get to see what's going on, not only in the economy, but with the new economy and the brands that are coming up. Yeah. And not only do we see it, but we're right there in the front row with our popcorn, exactly, ready to refill, exactly. And, and by the way, in case you're wondering, the whole sipping and shipping is, you know, love a good cup of coffee, live for a good happy hour. So, so part of this is grab your grab your bevy of choice, right? It could be coffee if you if you're listening to it in the morning, but also feel free to drop some of those ice cubes into the into the tumbler and pour yourself a nice cocktail as well, or some tea, or some. Who knows? I'm not a tea guy, so that's that's All it right. for me. Like I've oh. never been that tea person, but to each their own. Brian, I hope you're not breaking one of our rules. <laughs> Which is don't yuck anyone's yum. I will not do that. So I whether try. our guest likes tea, a mimosa, maybe some coffee, <laughs> you know, maybe they're a Shopify platform, maybe they're Magento. Let's not yuck anyone's uh, yum. No, no, you are you are a thousand percent correct as you always are, and thank you for keeping <laughs> me in line. <laughs> I still don't like tea, but that's okay. You can enjoy it yourself. All right, so maybe we move on to another one of the rules of yeah. our podcast. So, so yeah, let's just stick to that for a second. So I will promise you on this podcast, you will get no shameless promotion by us or any of the subject matter experts, hosts that we have on. Uh, So those guests are not here to promote themselves, but they are here to talk about their particular area of expertise and really kind of provide to you some insight. Not going to be fluffy. At all. We don't like fluffy. No fluff. We want. We don't want stuff that everybody knows, right? So those subject matter experts are here to come and talk about specific insights to things that most people don't know, but could be pivotal to the success of their business. 
Totally. And then, of course, last and what I think is most important, let's have some fun. Let's not make this stiff, even though our drink may be. Let's keep it conversational. Let's keep it light. Not fluffy, Brian. Don't worry. Uh, we'll keep it light. We'll keep it conversational. And we're going to really just it's a happy hour. We're kicking it with our friends here and we're sharing knowledge and really diving into these do's and don'ts here. Yeah, exactly. So we, we this the podcast for for anybody listening should have that look and feel of you're hanging out with your industry friends, having a cup of coffee or or at happy hour. And, you, you know, I, I guess with that, Caitlin, if we did, we don't. But if we did have waiter service here now, what would be your drink? Oh, well, seeing as it's 10.05 a.m., I would probably go with a nice green tea. You would. Okay. So right now, actually in Australia, I think it's around, (laughs) it might actually be around midnight on Friday night. So if it were, then I would probably be going with a tequila on the rocks. Loophole, Brian. Yes. Loophole. Although I guess, I guess just right now, um, I'm, by the way, we're East Coast based. I'm a Dunkin' Donuts all the way. Like I, when I go to the West Coast, I really struggle with there only being Starbucks, but I'm definitely a Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, but I, I do, I do like to live by the, it's five o'clock somewhere credo. Yeah, of course, which is always nice. And I think now more than ever, these conversations happening, even if it is via podcast, Um, just to keep conversations flowing. And we don't, unfortunately, have the opportunity to sit down, you know, even uh, our virtual, our leadership meeting, virtual, you know, everything virtual, part of this pivoting to to get on, everything's cloud-based now. Yeah, and, and, you know, having the ability, I think, to speak um, and, and, and really provide that insight was the, was, was the inspiration for us doing this. Right? 100%. Um, and, and I touched on it earlier, I think, in the intro. It's just, you know, things are changing so much and so fast. And for the longest time, um, really retail, right, because a lot of our brands traditionally were brick and mortar, and brick and mortar was a constant, was just a constant. It was, it was static, and it was, and, you know, I, I say static to be kind, but it was probably really more stagnant at some point. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of time, as, as retailers continued to buy each other and buy each other, they became behemoths. And, and there was really no creativity. Right. Once right. you start falling into those patterns of same, 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 you know, maybe bringing on e-com as what you, I've heard you say before, a necessary evil. Right. Now imagine saying that to a millennial, say that to a Gen X. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. E-com is what they live and breathe every day. Exactly. Exactly. So after, after retail, brick and mortar retail went stagnant and I'm going to, I'm going to age myself here, but along came the World Wide web. Not the internets. The internets. <laughs> the internets. We're the Googles. Where the Googles existed and, and all of a sudden it sparked a whole new economy, right? Sure. And, and, and now the creativity and the changes that you can have are, are just happening overnight. So it went from a completely stagnant industry to something that can change overnight. And with that, if you have one of those companies, if you're an entrepreneur or a rising brand or just somebody who works for an entrepreneur or a rising brand – you know that you need to have an edge and you need to know what's going on all the time. That's for sure. And just being able to be nimble. 
I think we've seen it firsthand, again, talking about that front row seat. We've seen the successes. We've seen the failures. We've seen pivots that have worked, um, pivots that have not. But just what can we do um, on the back end, not just about fulfillment, but as a partner to be able to work with brands in general to uh, enforce best practices? Yeah, there's so much that, you know, again, because we're just having conversations with with customers and industry friends and insiders, um, consultants. So we're exposed to so much just in, it, just through conversation and discussion that's that's way outside of our our scope. Not something that necessarily even involves us as a three PL for, for fulfillment, um, but we learn from that and we hear the stories, good and bad. Right. Right. I mean, no one likes to hear uh, a, a story of failure. However, I mean, how how valuable is hearing the story of a failure? right? In, in, in getting stronger for the next time. Absolutely. And then taking those experiences and being able to distribute, pun intended, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, share that knowledge. Why not? That's what we're here for. Exactly. Exactly. And that, you know, we, we find with consultants, they're coming to us, obviously, for the fulfillment side. But we, we get into those conversations and we learn more about the scope. We have clients that ask us, can you, can you introduce us to someone that's that's handling, we're, we're struggling with our overseas uh, fulfillment. We're struggling with our, our overseas logistics and getting the product here. Um, we have others that are coming to us and saying, hey, you know, on the marketing side, what can we do? Yeah. And I think what's super interesting is all of that, how all of those facets, all of those different points that you're touching on and people and sectors, um, ultimately lend to a customer experience, which is so huge right now. Unboxing, posting on social, um, just creating this buzz for your brand to enhance customer experience and keep people, keep consumers coming back. Right, right. And, and so that, to that end, brand loyalty wins the race. Right. Having having that ability to land a customer because everything from one end of from concept to doorstep is successful. That's how you build brand loyalty. And, I, you know, and I'm sure changing that because sometimes it's to doorstep. But, you know, especially if you're in in uh, e-tail fashion. Right. That sometimes goes from doorstep back to the DC, right? So there's a whole returns process. All right, all right, three PL boy, take it easy. <laughs> but no, but I mean, listen, it's true because at the end of the day, all those all those factors become what what drives success, right? Yeah, I think it's something like a consumer if they have a unfavorable experience uh, ordering something online, uh, they have an eighty five percent chance of never returning to that site or ordering from that same brand again, which is huge. 85% chance. I mean, you might as well, you're dead where you're standing, unfortunately. Um, So definitely can attest to that customer loyalty kind of trumping everything. Right, right. Because at the end of the day, there's a cost of acquisition. The cost of client acquisition is high. And you don't want to make a sale. You, you, you You want to win that customer's loyalty. Yeah. Right. Because that cut that again, the cost of acquisition is there. So so having that where you just have somebody that's a no brainer default. Right. And look, 
we, we uh, obviously Amazon is there. Everybody knows that, but the Amazon to me, I don't know, Caitlin, maybe you have a different experience with it, but for me, that's like the place where you go to buy, you know, some sort of household item that maybe is not, you know, something that, that, that's sexy and, and you just need it. You know, you can get your pack of toilet paper, right? You yeah. can do something like that. And that's, you go there quick. I mean, Amazon, isn't that where I get my books? And then isn't that where I get my toilet paper? And isn't that where I get that obscure item? And now my friends, we're out to, well, we're not out at all. Um, but, you know, when you do get that lovely opportunity of seeing someone six feet apart with the mask, you're like, cute outfit. And then my friend says, well, I got it on Amazon. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I just start freaking out. I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's something about that going in and buying something. But, you know, when you talk about an evolution of a brand, hello. Right. Amazon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know what? It, what, what I love about the, the uh, I keep calling it to the new economy because I, I was around for the old economy, but, <laughs> but you know, it, it lacks that individualistic aspect of, of that, the brand online selling. Yeah, right? absolutely. And not to mention, stop sending one dress in a 12 by 12 by 12 box, please. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, I, I, I will tell you, we're, we, we have focused almost exclusively for the last couple of minutes as we've talked about, you know, what works and what doesn't work um, on e-commerce. But, you know, our roots, my roots anyway, are on brick and mortar. And, you know, the, 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 the rumors of brick and mortar's demise uh, are, are premature, clearly. And I do think there's going to be a return to brick and mortar, but in a healthier way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And I think it's something that we've been saying throughout this whole change is we don't think brick and mortar is dead. No, it's just it, it's going through an evolution that's so imperative to stay alive. Right, right. Well, you know, and, and, and here unintended consequences of COVID, which there's been quite a few of them. Right. Uh, I was speaking to and I, I won't mention the retailer, but it's 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 a major one. And I'm sure many of the people that are listening to this are buying from them, uh, whether it was in the store, but even more so now online. Sticking to the rules. Sticking to the rules, no shameless <laughs> plug. So I will tell you, and this was this was really not only enlightening, but uh, exciting to hear for them. Um, they had to break the shackles of bureaucracy last year in mm-hmm. 2020 because of COVID and be nimble and quick. Sure. And this is a major retailer. Okay. Right? So this is not a small player. And, and, and she was so excited that they were able to do this and really, and, and, and really do something that retailers haven't done for a long time, which is just break out, find solutions to, to what was now in front of them and just be better. Right. And, and that's the kind of excitement that we're trying to bring to this podcast, right? right. Exactly. So who are these people, right? You touched on a, a, a person. I don't know. Was this woman you're, you're referring to? Is she part of supply chain? Is she part of what was her role? Yeah. So she was, she's more focused on the e-commerce side okay. for, for the retailer. Uh, so obviously there with, again, unintended consequences of COVID brick and mortar slows or stops mm-hmm. um, and e-commerce explodes, but it was really on the e-commerce um, operations side. But what they did, the pivots that they made are, and again, this is, a, this is 
I don't want to call this a new economy retailer, but they're a newer economy. Their focus is on is on a younger demographics. Okay. Right. So so they became very nimble. And and again, that was not a word that's in the vernacular of a lot of the traditional brick and mortar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So set, set in stone. Exactly. All brick. Exactly. All, all <laughs> brick. All brick. So, but but couple that with you know the successes that you hear now around uh, the e-tailers putting up either pop-up stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. Right? Or, yep. Or, or, the, or, these, or these, you know, showroom-esque stores, these flagship stores that they have in different markets. You know, I, I was at a conference and they were talking about, I, I think it's 30, they, they, they were finding a 33, 35% bump in online sales in a region that is around that flagship or pop-up store. Right. So it's actually showcasing the brand and then driving traffic to their website. Right. So maybe folks are passing by seeing it, maybe not necessarily going in, but going home and directing that traffic towards online. Right. Right. And I, I know some of the brands have done things like where they only put up a limited amount of SKUs on in the brick and mortar or the pop-up store. Yeah. Right. So that's a, that gets people, gives people a taste and then they run home and they go online to the website and they can order. Yeah. Uh, or they can order right there at the store and have it within a day or two. Yeah. Not to mention returns management, right? I know that's another topic we're going to be discussing a few weeks down the line. Returns management, huge, you know, having options, you can send it back. You can go to the store. You can do essentially anything. Don't even go to the store that you bought it from. Right. You know, you're in a different store completely. Exactly. 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 So, and I'm glad you mentioned, so just to kind of focus on some of the things that we're thinking about, right? Um, we're, we're talking, um, you know, obviously this brick and mortar, what to do with it, right? We're, 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 we're going to bring on some guests that are going to talk about what it looks like to actually enter into the world of brick and mortar. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's both the pop-up and, and, and company-owned brick-and-mortar stores, uh, but also if you want to get into bed with major retailers. Yeah, you know, that's really cool that you brought that up because we're this whole time, or at least the majority of the time, we're talking about transitioning from retail wholesale to e-com. When I talk to so many startup brands on a daily, weekly basis, their sites are to eventually go retail wholesale. Right. So even though they're digitally native and their roots are so ingrained in this, I mean, big picture is they want to penetrate those markets. So kind of going back the way as well. Right, right. Actually makes you wonder which retailers are going to win in that regard because I don't think all of these e-tailers want to be in every major retailer, right? I think there's going to be specific ones that maybe are forward thinking like them. Yeah. And then also now to this like marketplace model where it's not just on the floor. Now you're hosting an array of brands under your umbrella in a separate marketplace. You know, you go to one particular uh, retailer, wholesaler, well, retailer is what I really should focus on. And then as you're scrolling through the products at the bottom, you see they're highlighting other brands, which I think is a great thing. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? If it, if you're getting the traffic, so if it's on your marketplace website or it's on your website and you can cross pollinate with some other brands. Yeah. And there's enough out there for everybody. Yeah. We know that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that that's one area we're going to focus on. 
Uh, we are going to have some uh, parcel solution experts that are talking both about domestic parcel, parcel and international. But again, it's not not fluffy, Caitlin. Never fluffy. Never fluffy. So we're going to talk about specific things and trends that are going on in the industry that you may not even be aware of yet that can help bring value to, to your organization. Yeah. And of course, always open to any topics that you may like to discuss as well. Like we said at the beginning, very conversational. So as we get move our way through this uh, podcast and, and get some episodes under our belt, we are more than open to having topics that are interesting to, to all the entrepreneurs and brands out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, other areas of focus is, you know, I, I'm personally, I'm all about sustainability. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up again, dating myself, <laughs> but I don't even know if recycling was just starting when I was, when I, when I was growing up. And um, so it has taken on a whole other, really, it's just taken on a whole other life, rightfully so, right? We have to think about the impacts of everything that comes out of the new economy, you know, whether it's from the packaging itself, right? The recyclable, the recyclability, the sustainability aspect of, of the packaging. It, it also has to do with where are you positioning your product? Because that's going to have a carbon footprint as it travels. Yep. The, the, the terrible carbon footprint, right? We're always looking to reduce that. Um, and I've seen that also from anything existing brands to just startups, just putting this huge push and being innovative and forward thinking about how to keep our keep our environment good and healthy and safe. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and you know, we're, we've we've talked about, um, you know, for, for us as three as a, as a three PL with with a lot of buildings. How do we, what can we do to encourage our, you know, we don't own any of our buildings. We lease all of our buildings. How do we encourage our landlords to maybe get into, you know, the, the, the solar fields? I mean, with these huge buildings, why not be collecting any, any of that energy we can? And I think we're going to see more and more of that as commonplace, um, especially in our, you know, in, in areas like Southern California and the Southwest where you got a lot of sunlight to harvest. And I, I say that as I'm looking out at, at the window here in New Jersey of uh, at our 20 some odd inches of snow on the ground. The beautiful Meadowlands. <laughs> the beautiful Meadowlands. And, you know, so, so those, those, that's a, that's something that's near and dear to us as an organization and, and me personally. Um, and, and, you know, some of the other guests that we're talking to is we want, we want to have uh, some in to talk about uh, marketing and, and what you can do, where where you can target audiences, and you know we'll come up with we'll we'll come up with specific topics. Um, and we're, we're we're asking our subject matter experts to do is provide us with some ideas, again, of insightful stuff that that we can convey and share with you as well. That's what I'm most looking forward to is getting down to the nitty gritty, finding these secret secrets, and maybe not even secrets, but successes or further insights into what's making e-com, retail, wholesale run the way that it's running today. Yep. Yep. So we're really excited to get this, to get this podcast up and running and get our, get our, our guests in on a weekly basis. Uh, we're, we hope you'll join us. We hope the, this uh, intro episode was, an, was enough to compel you to come <laughs> back and listen for more. Even if you just need an excuse to say to your spouse and maybe your kids, 
hey, I've got a duck in this room over here. They don't need to know that you're having a drink and listening to the podcast. But maybe that'll just give you an excuse that it's a work thing and so, you got to meet with some work people. <laughs> so maybe don't lead with it's sipping and shipping time. Yeah, you might not <laughs> want to lead with that. You might that, that could be our little secret. But but still, we hope you can join us uh, every third Thursday. We're we're looking forward to uh, a new guest, and we will speak with you all soon. Looking forward to it, and we will have some information uh about the podcast and if you have any comments or emails that you want to send to us uh we'll have that contact information as well looking forward to it thanks for joining and uh we'll speak to you in three weeks thanks everyone bye bye thanks for tuning in everybody make sure that you check us out on sippinandshipping.com or any of your favorite podcast platforms give us a thumbs up go ahead and subscribe to meet us here every third thursday wait where Sippinandshipping.com. You can go to Apple Podcasts. Maybe you want to listen to us on Spotify. We're everywhere. Is there any G's at the end of the Sipping and Shipping? Leave your G's at home. No G's. No G's here. No G's. Just old G's. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Take care.